Welcome to Family Unmuted, where Ruben and Tiana Estrada open the door to their lives as real estate brokers, owners of a family business, parents, and everything in between. This is our world, Unmuted. Welcome back to another episode of Family Unmuted, Season 1, Episode 2. Hello. Hola. <laughs> it's been a minute. It has. Yeah. Last well, week was not our week. Yeah. We're being honest. <laughs> there's some serious technical difficulties to overcome with yeah. podcasts. We're learning. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. All good. But it's we're fun. here. Yeah. Monday morning. And we have questions to be answered from the public. Oh, that's right. We did get we got we some questions. Thank you, audience. Yeah. For questions. We appreciate you. Yeah, so let's jump right into it. Okay. Um What's it like having a family-owned and operated business? That was the number one question. Mm-hmm. I think that's what everybody said. We really loved your podcast, but what's it like working with family? <laughs> that's So that's what we're kind of going to dedicate this one to, I guess, is what is it like owning a family business? Um, well, I think the hardest part is drawing the line between being family and being associates and colleagues Mm. um so that's definitely a challenge because and and then in our dynamic you've got parent and son so i mean Mm -hmm. it's like all that stuff is an incredible challenging dynamic to get through um the good thing is is that i think we all have the the same intentions Mm-hmm. And we have the same goals in mind, and that's really to help as many people as possible um, through this organization. So, as long as we run that through that filter, mm-hmm. then I think we're all going to be okay. So, I think, I think another challenging layer to that is holding each other accountable. Yeah, um, we definitely give each other permission in our team that. We hold you accountable, but at the same time, you hold us accountable. And that, I don't know how that is from your perspective. How, how do you hold your, your yeah, dad yeah. and your mom accountable? Yeah, that's the challenging yeah. part, I think, as a parent. Like, we've always given our kids permission to challenge us and to speak freely. But still, but when is... you do, I'm like, excuse yeah. me, I am your mother. Yeah. You don't, but so. You pull the mom card. Yeah, yeah. I don't pull it, but in my head, I'm like, okay, but Tiana, you gave them the permission yeah. to do mm-hmm. this, so you can't pull the mom card. Um, so that's that's a hard balance, but I think like we've talked about before, we don't run our business much different than we run our house. It's the mm-hmm. same core values, it's the same you know belief system, and really it's just about waking up every day and trying to go out and be your best, do your best, and do for others. And so here, real estate just happens to be our avenue to do that, but it's still at home. When you go to school, whatever it is, you go out there and you do it the best you can and in a way that will impact or help others. And so when you think of the family-owned business that way, that's not that difficult because we just bring that into every aspect of our life. But I think the biggest challenge is not necessarily bringing things from home here. I think we all do a pretty good job at sort of leaving that at the door. The challenge becomes bringing work home. Hmm. And I think that's where we try to counterbalance that a little bit and 
I think I've taken it upon myself as my job to kind of set those boundaries at home. And I'll tell Mm -hmm. you or when some of your sisters were working with us, I'd be like, nope, time out. We're not we're not doing work right now. We're Mm -hmm. not talking work. So I think that's the biggest challenge is definitely the accountability piece and definitely not bringing it home. Well, how do you not bring it home, though? How do you turn it off? It's it's hard. Very hard. Because, first of all, I think we all enjoy doing this. <laughs> and, right. And when you enjoy doing something, you always want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's the, what's the beautiful thing about our family is that fa- family always tries to help family. So when we have a problem, you all try to want to fix it. <laughs> right? So... Even though we need to take timeouts from work and things like that, we never take timeouts from helping each other and try to resolve problems. So um, I think we had talked about this, Nathaniel, offline, is we just need to be aware mm-hmm. of your space, your space, my space. And we're never really, sometimes we're not on at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if you're on and I'm off, it's not going to work. Yeah, there's going right? to be friction. Yeah, there's going to be. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to disconnect a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've got other things going on. You bringing that up, probably not the right time. Mm-hmm. So, your awareness of that is incredibly important. So, and I think that that takes time. That mm-hmm. just takes time working together. Mm-hmm. You know how we work as a team. Um, so. It's all good stuff. Yeah, it'll continue to be challenging, though, because not every single one of our family members works in our family business. And that's the thing that I think we need to continue to be aware of is the three of us can be collaborating and have a great day and we have some great things going on. And it's not that everybody at home is not excited about that. They're just not as excited. And they can't relate. relate. And so it's like kind of not fair to be like, you know. Chrisanne or Rory or even Libby, who's like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, we need to understand that they have passions too and they are excited about things too and they need to have their space to to do that as well. Yeah, we just need to be aware. (laughs) Awareness. Awareness, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's it's always, it's a very common question when everybody gets home. It's like, how was your day? You're like, well, I really had a crappy day. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened? Mm-hmm. So there's an invitation there to, to like spill. just spill out mm-hmm. all the bad things that happened during your day. And maybe we need to change our dialogue when we get home is that, you know, we just had a, we had a challenging day or, or, you know, some, we didn't never had a bad day. We should never say we had a bad day. Mm-hmm. You know, we experienced some things that are some, that are challenges and we need to, we need to get through those. So, um, because I think everybody goes into fix it mode and, and that's that's not fair to that person. Yeah. Um, because that takes a lot of energy, um, and, time. and they want to have the right answer for us. And sometimes we're not just looking for the answer. I mean, we we joke about this offline. You know, you know when I when we have some dialogue back and forth, it's like, do you want me to fill that or do you want me to fix it? Mm-hmm. So do you want me to just listen to you and say, yeah, I can understand. Well, that that really sucks. Mm-hmm. Or do you want me to go into fix-it mode where it's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do to fix that problem, and I go in into fix-it mode? Well, I think like, 
we have a natural tendency to do that. Me and you, at least. We're always like, all right, let's sure. fix the problem and let's just get rid of it. Yeah, I want to get rid of it. Yeah, as I want to get rid of can. it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And well, my answer to you when you say that is both. <laughs> I want you to fill it and fix <laughs> <laughs> To lose, lose. <laughs> and I'm aware of that, so. <laughs> and I will hold you accountable for yeah. so. that. So, so there long, lies the problem. Long, yeah. long answer. Yeah. Long answer. But running a family-owned business is extremely challenging, especially when it's a parent-child mm-hmm. relationship. Child. You're always going to be my child. Right. Um, but parent, you're always going to be six years old. Parent-son-daughter <laughs> yeah, dynamic, very, very challenging. Um, but also... I a thousand percent would not have it any other way. Mm-hmm. I'll take the challenges. Mm-hmm. Why did uh, some kids, my siblings, choose the family business over others? That's a good question. Um, well, first of all, with all of you, it was never a given. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys were not allowed to just step into the family business. We made you all. Some of you not as excited as others, but we made you all get jobs and work outside of this business. Mm -hmm. Um, And for your sisters, they loved that piece of it. You, not so much. Um, But it was never just a, we built this family business and now you guys just come in and, and do it. No, we wanted you guys, first of all, to understand what it's like to work for someone else or in another environment and understand those challenges and have a greater appreciation for what it is that we've built here. So I think because of that, that gave you more opportunities to not just, this is the default. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Aurora has tried all kinds of things before she settled where she is now. And we've always told you guys that. We're like, go out now. I don't care if you have 25 jobs. I I don't care. Go figure out what it is you want. We were never, you know, you do this and then you do this and that's where you stay. We want you guys to go experience as many things as you can. So Aurora has worked here and there were pieces of it that she loved and pieces of it that she didn't. And um, I think for her, she there are certain aspects to where she landed that just fit her better. And at the same same time, it was a timing thing too. Sometimes when our kids, Aurora was ready to start working, we weren't ready to start hiring. <laughs> so because of the ebbs and flows of the market. Um, so when we tried to say, all right, if you want to work for us, first of all, you got to go work somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that doesn't work out, then we'll have a conversation about, you know, how you can help us out here. Um, but sometimes that timing wasn't just, that wasn't just, it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, either we weren't ready or she wasn't ready um, or we both weren't ready. So it was, it was, it was hard, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it was challenging. And then, you know, I think with Trinity, she loves the... She loves what we do here. She just wants to do it on a massive, larger scale, I guess. So she's up at Leeds. She's in her senior year. Um, and so she has a double major in real estate and finance. And so she's 
in the real estate role just because that's what you guys know. And even Aurora, where she is, it's still real estate related because I think that's just in your guys' blood. It's in your veins. It's what you have always known. Mm. But we've also talked about real estate is so much more than just buying and selling houses. I mean, there are so many facets to it. And um, I love that you all have found kind of what about what it is about it that you love. Um, but Trinity wants to go more into a finance role and maybe development or something like that. So um, I think it, you're still in it, just not here. And we didn't we didn't want to superimpose our our vision for things um, on the real estate side because first of all, and I think we talked about this is we didn't understand your perspective. We didn't understand if real estate was a bad word. Mm-hmm. Like, were you just tired of hearing about real estate and selling houses and helping people buy houses and did you even have a good experience growing up with us doing real estate? Because I think that was super important too, mm-hmm. is that we wanted to respect your perspective as somebody growing up in the business as opposed to thinking it's all you know rainbows and sunshine. And really from your perspective, it's like, hey, you know what? Maybe you're gone too much or maybe we ate too much fast food. Or <laughs> maybe, maybe we spent too much time in the car. Maybe too, yeah, we we saw too many houses. I'm sick of seeing houses. I don't want to see another house in my lifetime. So we didn't want to, like I said, superimpose that on you mm-hmm. guys. So we wanted to respect that. And if we knew real estate was always an opportunity, but first of all, you had to earn it, and you had to have the the the, the desire mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. So, so it wasn't it. forced. It's just. No, and honestly, that's why we were not shocked, but we were a little surprised that you decided you wanted to be all in and you were so about it. Um, I I don't know why. (laughs) I I don't know why I was so surprised, but I was like, like, He's a sicko just like we are. (laughs) (laughs) He's weird just like (laughs) us. I had no idea. You were so much like us. Um, No, it, it, it was just, it was surprising because... All three of you, our older children, are very headstrong um, and sometimes stubborn. And I thought just to spite us, you would be like, I'm not doing it. I'm going to go figure it out. So the fact that you decided that you wanted to be a part of this was a very, um, a very cool surprise. Surprise. Yeah. Well, I knew since freshman year that I wanted to get into it. Why? I just liked the lifestyle. I I loved it. Being in the car all day, I loved fast food. <laughs> I love the lifestyle. I love seeing houses. Yeah. And for my senior project, I think that was great just to be in the real estate world. And I love like networking, meeting new people, seeing what they do, and just all this stuff that is a part of real estate, but like nobody sees. And I just like the lifestyle. So, okay. and I love million dollar listing. So. Oh. <laughs> well, and you hate yeah. school. Yeah. I college was not an option for like me. Like you legitimately would come to us with presentations about why we should let you drop out of school. Yep. <laughs> well, I thought they were valid. Which, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, A for effort. Yeah. But that just wasn't gonna happen. And in fact we took it one 
step further and like made you mm-hmm. you you were adamant about not going to college and that was fine because the rule in our house is you don't have to you have to sell us on why you want to go to college actually and we still to this day trinity's a senior in her last year and she still has to every year say i'm going to continue to go and here's why and she needs to basically sell it to mm-hmm. us um because we want to make sure that if you're you're going and investing the time and investing the money that you're going to do something with it. Well, there's a purpose um, behind it. Right. Not just a default. Like, oh, right. well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go to school. Yeah. I, no, there's no relationship. So, no. And, and so you made it really clear that you were not going to do that, which is fine. However, still made you take the SATs, still made you mm-hmm. apply to colleges, and you got accepted to a few. And why did we do that? So there's always an option. Right. Because my our fear was... The day after you graduate, you're going to wake up and be like, dang it, maybe I do want to go to college. So our motto has always been with you guys is creating as many opportunities for you guys as we can. I don't care if you take them or not, but we just want you to have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing is, too, that there's one skill that school teaches you that you <laughs> need in everyday life and in business. And what is that skill? doing things you don't want to do that's right school teaches you how to overcome that challenge of doing things that you do not want to do and that was one skill you needed to learn in order to even be qualified to get into real estate because you have to do things that you don't want to do on a daily basis in fact a majority of what we do here on a daily basis is things that we don't necessarily want to do they're hard Mm-hmm. I mean, you They're get hard. to, uh, people who follow us or see us get to see the fun stuff, right? Like we're at closing or we're showing or somebody got under contract and those are the good pieces and those are the pieces that we love. But in here, in this space, it's it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of doing things that you don't want to do mm-hmm. every single day over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great, a long, another yeah. long answer to that question. Really long answers. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. What are the challenges of working with your spouse, though? Why, why are you smiling? Because <laughs> I think the first person who speaks loses. That's why. <laughs> um, what are the challenges? Well, I'll tell you the flip side. I think it's extremely more challenging if one of us was not in the business. I 100% agree. Um, because we we had that in the beginning where I was licensed first. And there were a lot of evenings and weekends away, which put a lot of stress on our marriage. And I brought a lot of things home. And I didn't have that awareness that we talked about um, and there were things that we had to work through and I think the only way that I think the solution that we came up with is that if we're going to do this we have to do it together and, and so yeah so being together working together for now I mean actually both doing it for 20 21 years I think we both have been actually working together and Um, there's upsides and downsides just like anything else. I think the hardest part for us 
we have completely different personality types and we need to be communicated to differently. And so figuring out in a business environment, which then also translates to home, mm -hmm. how, how does he hear me and how do I hear him? And I think that was one of the biggest challenges. And there were times where we were at school or at home and I was like, I would literally yell at him. I'm like, I am not a freaking employee. Don't talk to me like that. And it would get right. And that's not, that's not what he meant. He speaks very clearly and to the point. And that's his style. Anybody who knows Ruben knows that. Mm -hmm. um, that is not me. And so I think that's been the hardest part is just learning our love languages in business and at home and separating the two. It really comes down to both, though. I mean, it's... Yeah. How we communicate in the office is very similar to how we communicate at home. Yeah, does like your life it, differ from your home life? It used your to. Business it, life used to. it used to. Yeah, it used to. But I think that just like anything else, as you grow as a business owner, you grow as a person. I mean, your business grows mm -hmm. in an equal amount as you grow as a person. And so for a while, it was not always that way. Mm -hmm. um, it is now. And I think that's why we are so... Um, happy and just fulfilled with where we are right now in business and in life because we've put in the work mm -hmm. in all areas and we're just at a place where it just feels really good right now. Well, we continue to put in the work. I mean, last week we had a very, we had some fierce conversations um, and that's one thing that I, I'm very extremely proud of is that when we're going through challenges, you don't feel it. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know if we're fighting or getting along because mm -hmm. it, it's the same, right? And and I don't want to say fighting. It's it's We have disagreements. We have disagreements. We don't see – we're not on the same page. Um, and we had that a few days ago. And we work through it. Um, sometimes you just need a break. And you need to both think about, you know, is this really important? Is it? Is it really, do you need to be right mm -hmm. on this particular matter? I um, Yes, you do need to be right. <laughs> you are. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And you are. <laughs> All the time. Um, <clears throat> but I think you just, like we said, give each other permission to feel the way that you do and the other person needs to try to understand that and we, we work through it well i think everyone needs a time to reset especially in the real estate industry it's just always next <laughs> next listing next appointment next showing everything keeps going and then you just wake up and you just don't feel great right yeah one day and it's just hard to i don't want to say balance but just realize what you're going through because you can't stop and realize it. Well, real estate piles up really quickly, mm -hmm. and you don't even realize. And you, like you said, you wake up one day and you're like, "I, I can't do this today. Yeah. I can't, I can't do this anymore." And then, on the flip side, you know, our family has a lot of changes happening right now. There is a lot going on in our family, so you add that piece onto it, and the emotions are heavy. 
and sometimes overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so when you get into that space, you sort of become this person that you normally aren't. And so I'm grateful to dad who gives me the grace to be the crazy person sometimes or to be crying in my closet when he does not expect it or whatever, because that's how I do stuff. People always ask, you know, how do you do it all? Sometimes I don't. And a lot of times I cry. That's how I deal with it. I cry in my car. I cry in the driveway. (laughs) I cry at the McDonald's drive-thru when I'm making a really poor choice in eating. Um, So that some days are not, some days are hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we've created an environment here and at home where you have the permission to do what you need to do. Not that there's not going to be some consequences or ramifications or discussions around that. You don't just get a get out, get out of jail free card, mm-hmm. but you're okay to have those feelings and be in that space safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as you communicate too, like you, uh, there's, I think communication is key where you can't just feel a way, feel your way out of it without communicating to others on what you're either going through or trying to find help or um, the big V word in our house is victim. You can't just be the victim. Mm-hmm. So you have to come up with some solutions and you have to seek help. You can't just crying the corners and and accept mm. um so i think that's the i want to differentiate that so well and i think too we used to live by the rule of don't go to sleep angry oh. we're gonna talk it out we're gonna mm. you know right now we're gonna yeah. and i feel like for us anyway and and the way that we are that was not that was not a good rule mm-hmm I need space so that I don't say something I don't want to say because I am very emotional driven and I will just say stuff that I wish I would never say. And so, mm-hmm. and then for him, he just needs time to sit with it and process it and figure out a solution and be aware because how I need to be communicated to is very foreign to dad still mm-hmm. it's just i wish that if he could be honest with me he'd be like i don't understand why you need this why do you need this this is stupid <laughs> so it takes him time to like mm-hmm. get into that space to be able to communicate with me in a way that i'm not going to feel attacked or feel upset or whatever so we learned we had to get rid of that rule a long time ago mm-hmm. I, i'm okay going to bed angry because I know at some point when we are both in a place to talk about it, we always talk about it. And it ends up fine and we have a solution. Mm-hmm. But when we were trying to be like, nope, 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 yeah. we got to talk about it now. We got to talk about it now. We got to mm-hmm. fix it. It just made it worse. Yeah, so we don't have that rule. And I have to understand he needs the space. I mm-hmm. need the time. And we understand why we need that time. And then we move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. Very well said. <laughs> um, well, going back to just the family business, you guys raised your kids while creating a business. What was the hardest part in that? For me, the hardest part in building this business, and it continues to be the hardest part in anything I do, and all the moms out there will know exactly what I'm talking about, but it's the mom guilt. It's the constant 
I'm doing this for you and I'm clear about why I'm doing this, but also, oh my gosh, am I being a horrible mother? Because everything you do somehow in our weird twisted heads is like, I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad mom. I'm not spending enough time. I should have done that. Oh, I couldn't do that. I should be there. It's all it's all the what ifs and should haves and you should have all over yourself, right? Um, that's the hardest part for me is just am I doing my number one job the best? That's my biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think um, some of the hardest part was relinquishing some of that because I would try to step in and help but she wouldn't allow it (laughs) and then I'd be criticized for not doing those things Mm -hmm. when it's like okay you need to relinquish some of that stuff I am working on the whole if you want it done right do it yourself thing I'm working on it (laughs) okay (laughs) 43 years later (laughs) I'm relinquishing but for you as a father and you have you take your role as a father like that that's it that's your life's work Mm -hmm. right all of this is secondary to you being a father and so how has this been challenging or rewarding for you as a father because you you see things completely different (laughs) Um, in my humble opinion, uh, <laughs> always, I feel like that's probably been um, one of my, like if I had to give myself a grade, I'd, I feel like I'd give myself an A. And that's the only thing that I would ever say complimentary complimentary of myself um because that has been my number one focus um like that has been my priority that has been my one thing is that that trumps everything because if i can have success in business or anywhere else and i am a a d or a c father then i failed i can't live that way so um so in that I think I've done a pretty good job. Um, of course, I could be better at that. There are things that I need to work on. Um, but for the most part, I had the goal of being at every game, at every parent-teacher conference, at every event, every choir concert, everything that was important to my kids, I was there and I was mm-hmm. present. Um, and that was the big thing about just me being a father and thinking about that is, is being present, like just being present is extremely important. Um, and that was hard. That's challenging because you know, you have more work to do over here, but you're needed most at home and without I know there was a time where we were building the business and we had the 
recession and everything else and I was traveling a lot. Um, but there were still, I would rearrange my flight schedule so that I could be home at night. First of all, I don't like hotels, but that's besides the point. <laughs> and I can't be away from you, so <laughs> I can't sleep anyway. So I would fly in in the morning, and I'd fly home at night. And it, it didn't matter if it was 9, 10, 11. I was home at night. And my kids got to see me wake them up in the morning. And I took them to school. And those were all things that were very important to me. So I get all worked up. But yeah, I mean, and it, it's not a nine to five thing. It's not, but it's important to work your calendar and that you put the most important things on the calendar first. And that's taking kids to school. It's being at the choir concerts. It's being at the basketball games. Um, it's being at the practices. All those things trump everything else. And when you put those on the calendars, calendar first, then you work everything else in in between. Mm -hmm. So, um, so well, and I'll attest to that for you, in that you know, Daddy's name is probably known more in this industry than even mine, just because he's been on a really high level at certain times throughout our career, and and you know, there's a lot of agents out there and people in the industry who know him, and we've built this successful business and for by definition a successful career um but the funny thing is is that the only thing that dad has in mind when he does anything here as far as this business goes is is this something that's going to make my kids proud it's never been about the industry or or mentors or co it's never been about any of that it's always been about are my kids going to look at this and be like, I'm proud of what dad's doing? That's been his driving force. Always. Yeah. So I would attest to, to that. Thank you. And what you said. Hmm. That was heavy. Dang, that, that was, that was heavy. Shake that off. I didn't know I needed tissue. I need to just take the questions <laughs> at the surface and not dive so deep like head first into it. Jeez. It's Monday. <laughs> Oh. Way to start off the week. Where's the alcohol at? <laughs> you did not spike your coffee. Yeah. Where's the eggnog at? Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> well, I think I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, no. What What other questions are there that people are curious about? Well, I think I don't know. I just talking about. Your home style is exactly how you do live your business style and it. How do people like different or how, how do I differentiate? Dif differentiate <laughs> <laughs> the two because you want to have a separate business and then you want to have or a successful business and most people think you have to put a lot of time, which means a lot of time away from the family and all this stuff. But your guys' theory is the opposite, where you're working on yourself at home. And that translates to the business. I don't know how you can do it any different. How can you be two different people? I mean, the person that spends time with the family is the same person that sits in front of their client and tries to help them by presenting the options, the best options available, and then you choosing it. That's 
Mm. It, yeah, it well, carries over. Yeah, for, I mean, uh, like you said, for us, it's like an impossibility. And we've talked about this offline too, but what we've created, we've talked about what we created in our four walls, right? So our family is growing and we're adding people. Um, but when I think about, you know, the original Strata 7, and that's passwords on things, whatever, like Strata 7, you all have adopted the Estradinary one, two, three, four, five. I mean, it was the original Estrada seven. And there's something to be said about for this long a period of time, having six other people, six other human beings in my life understand every second of everything that I've gone through or you with your siblings or all of us together. Like there are no other people in the world that understand what that Estrada 7 foundation mm-hmm. is. And so for me, that creates who I am. Like, that is who I am. I am an, I am these seven people walking around in one person. So that is who I am at home, and that's who I am in the world. Because everything that I am comes from that. And so we've talked about how we've kind of, it's kind of special that you have that little core that then allows you to go out and and spread that. Um, so that's it's impossible to not be Tiana the mom as a realtor or mm-hmm. Tiana the wife as a realtor. Mm-hmm. You just can't shut it off. No, there's just there's just no differentiation between those two roles. It's just that's this that's us. Mm-hmm. When you. When you inter- interact with our family, you get us. When you interact in our business, you get us. Mm-hmm. And we think of our clients as our family. Mm-hmm. So there's no difference. Mm-hmm. Well, and you guys know. You'll be like, oh, yeah, those people? Oh, yeah. Like, you guys yeah, we the, say a name and you mm-hmm. guys know. And are they the ones who have? Or how's that baby? Or whoever. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's one big just... I don't know. We like to joke. Like, if you're a friend, you're family. We don't have much of a disconnect there as mm-hmm. far as, like, if you are are in our village, you're, you're in our village. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if somebody, you know, a client or somebody's suffering or having is challenged with some issue, we're suffering with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, there, yeah, there's just, I don't know how to operate any different. And I think... You know, in the beginning, I tried to operate different, and I was just conflicted and miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was I was doing business, but I wasn't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Like there was a there was a gap, there was a hole there, and a void that I just couldn't I couldn't put my finger on until we started operating differently and being a little more vulnerable. I think was was key to that mm-hmm. is is hey you know what you're you're just working with people you're just mm-hmm. working with other human beings and they have a story too and it's it's just about understanding the whole dynamic of what's going on in their life and not not just thinking of people as a number and a transaction mm-hmm. then when you when you go to that side it's much more fulfilling and enjoyable to do business um, because then you're just dealing with, you're just working with friends, mm-hmm. friends and family all day long. And that's who wouldn't want that. No. Yeah. I remember when 
I used to ball, or you, you ball and told me on a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You've been ball and told yeah. a lot. Yeah, but this just this one incident where um, we were cleaning rocks for an old lady, <laughs> and I was so mad at you. <laughs> I was so mad. I'm like, why did what? you bring me here? Why are we cleaning rocks on the sidewalk? And because that's what she asked. Because us it to was do. important to her, mm-hmm. and there was nobody else to do it. We literally. Had to get the shovel, <laughs> put them in soap and water, mm-hmm. and then put, put them, them back. back in the dirt. <laughs> in the dirt. Yep. <laughs> and she was happy. And she was completely happy with that. And you fought it the whole way. And I'm like, buddy, if this is just the way, what we have to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's. Well, and to that point, I will say to the parents who are listening that have younger kids, there is hope. Your children are listening to they what you listening. say. They are paying attention. To the example that you set. Always. They are watching everything. But there were times where I was like, I don't know if I'm doing a good job. I don't know if, I, like, I could. am I the worst mom out there? Am I, like, you question everything. And then they become adults. And they start to make their own mistakes, which is fine, as they should. But having conversations with our adult children now and hearing the impact that all of our little quirky things, family meetings, <laughs> we had a lot of family meetings and Nathaniel jokes about it. If he were to text his siblings in their sibling chat, which apparently they have without us included. So that's cool. I can imagine yeah, what happens that. in there. That's nice. Um, anyway, <laughs> if he were to text his siblings right now with a family meeting at 10, they would freak out. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we had that last night. Yeah, last night. Because I think we joked about the next podcast being... Yeah. A family meeting. Being called family meeting. Mm-hmm. And Trinity <laughs> automatically, like, she's like, what What? What? What, what, what happened? Family what, meeting? Yeah. Family who, meeting. who screwed up? Like, <laughs> because you guys never knew. Oh, hard job. <laughs> like, if it's not you, it's someone else. <laughs> And then you start doubting yourself when you mentioned no, you were like, like, did I do something? Did I, do yeah. something? And I, I didn't know. even know it. What did I do? <laughs> start going through everything. <laughs> well, everybody was always freaked out, but good always came from it. But yeah, there were there were a lot of family meetings in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that stuff matters because I would put money on the fact that as you guys start to raise your own families, I bet you'll have family meetings. Well, I think... Looking back on it now, family meetings really did help with a lot. Just, just like even like things you don't even think about, like teamwork, working with your siblings, getting to know your family more. Like, what are their struggles? How do they communicate? And it just helped in like working. Like when I went to Top Golf or Under Armour, like it was just easy to work with people then, and just like things that you don't realize you learn those skills yeah. in those family meetings that yeah well, and it gives you an appreciation for your family i think we all make the mistake sometimes of just taking for granted the fact that they're there mm-hmm. and especially in our house because since the day you guys were born i've always told you guys family is everything family is all you have mm-hmm. and family is is it for me and so it's very easy to take that for granted. And so as I see you guys growing and depending on each other and even the littles going to the older ones now for you guys to watch that dynamic and see that you guys have that mm-hmm. is really awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, yeah, I wouldn't. I growing up, you don't realize it, but I always go back in it. Growing up, you're just in a tunnel vision trying to get out, and now you're like, I want to go back. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you want to have a family meeting? No, no, no. Okay without that, but <laughs> but yeah, but, like everyone going their separate ways, it's mm. it's hard. Yeah. That's a struggle, and that's probably a whole other podcast. Like, we all have very different feelings when you are a family that is as close as we are Mm -hmm. to have you all now going on these different paths and doing different things. This is a whole new chapter for all of us, and so there's going to be changes and and a different in dynamic and um, emotional pieces. All of that um, is coming down the road, Mm -hmm. but I know that. Well, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll be fine. No, I think that would be a great podcast. The next one is family meeting. Um, and just kind of discuss mm-hmm. to discuss the you know why we had family meetings, um, what it meant for me, for you guys, what it meant for us, mm-hmm. um, all the good, bad, and the ugly that <laughs> got filtered through there. Um, so I think that would be really cool. Uh, to revisit that from your guys' perspective as the older siblings mm-hmm. and see, you know, if you got any value out of that, which it sounds like you have. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. No, yeah. And we get to start it all over again because Livy's going to be 11 and she's going into middle school. Oh, family There's meeting. some family meetings coming yeah. down the pipeline. That's true. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't, she never participated in a family meeting. She was there. She was, she was there. She was there. Yeah, right. Yeah. She was like doing somersaults. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. She was not. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to just have the family meeting. Us as older parents. Older parents. Well, we are. Let's be honest. I mean, we're not younger. Uh, older parent, more mature, wiser. I would like to think parents, with just the four of us, which is kind of sad. I know, I'm not... Because our yeah. other three will probably be out doing other things and building your own family. and um, So, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Probably in the next few weeks when they all... Maybe so around we can get them Christmas all together. That Christmas, weekend, yeah. yeah, would be kind of cool. Christmas podcast. That would yeah. be Family lovely. meeting. Yeah. That would be lovely. Okay. Only because I'm such a nerd and anytime <laughs> all of my kids are under my roof... I am giddy. My gift to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Merry Christmas. That <laughs> That's what I'm getting? <laughs> I'll take it. Well, I think everyone knows a little bit more. So, yeah. yeah. It's a good podcast. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. Until next time. Until next All right. time. Adios. Bye.